perhaps a ladder fell? Would that have possible? No, the, the but, neighbor. But then that's it. But that's an easy fix. <laughs> yeah, oh, here's this ladder on the ground. <laughs> I mean, have to call that <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't have to call for any assistance. I'm also curious as to how did neighbor know that dude was stuck? Oh, he's clearly just yelling. I got. I hope Help! so. Yeah. Fred! 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 Please tell me you're home! Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Especially in light of everything happening in the world, really fascinating conversation ahead this week. Former Boston Globe reporter Julie Rakowski, who covered the church sex abuse scandal and mobster Whitey Bulger, also investigated the most personal story imaginable. What happened to her family during the Holocaust? She talked with WTMJ's Libby Collins about that and about the Hamas attack in Israel. Over the last couple of weeks, we have seen an attack on Israel by Hamas. And every day... We learn more and more about the horrors that were committed against very innocent people. And it seems to me that there is a striking resemblance to what you write about in your book. We just don't seem to learn unless there's something visceral and recent. And it's really sad. Some people, when my book came out, they said, oh, that's not a beach read. Oh, I don't know if I want to read something that grim. And now everyone's riveted again to, you know, what's happening. And I just wish we didn't have to keep seeing horrible atrocities happen for us to remember that we can't hate. I mean, hate just doesn't get us anywhere. And here we are again. You can hear Libby's entire WTMJ Conversations interview with reporter Julie Rakowski that's coming up Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Up next, we got Brandon with sports. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Packers will head out to Denver tomorrow as they get set to take on the Broncos on Sunday. Head coach Matt LaFleur speaking earlier this week on what is needed for his offense to get back on track starting on Sunday. It's hard to have success in this league if you're living in third and ten plus. So I just I think the overall consistency because it takes all eleven. I, we say it all the time, but it always it, just going back and looking at at the tape. It's like there's a guy off here or a guy off there, and it's just it could be one person. It throws you off rhythm. We've really tried to stress the importance of staying dialed in, play in and play out. I know we always talk about that one play mindset, but it. It is true when you look at the tape. Despite the standing showing Denver with the league's worst defense, it's not something quarterback Jordan Love is willing to buy. Yeah, no, I think they got a, a good defense. Like you said, they got a really solid secondary. Um, the guys got they got back there, um, have played a good amount of ball, so they know what they're doing. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously the numbers you know, don't speak very highly of that, but um, you know, that's what happens. Um, but I think they got a good defense. Kickoff is set for 325 on Sunday. Our coverage will begin right here on WTMJ starting at noon. The Milwaukee Admirals will open their doors at the Panther Arena on Saturday night to welcome in the 2023 season. President John Greenberg joining WTMJ earlier this week, providing fans with many reasons to be excited for this upcoming season. We've got a lot of guys back from last year's team. Our entire defense is back. We've got our league goaltender back. Um, and we've got a lot of really good young offensive players who are number one draft picks all over the place. And we're just really excited about what this team is capable of doing. Tickets for Saturday's home opener at the Panther Arena against the Texas Stars are still available. That puck drop is scheduled for 6 p.m. 
And lastly, to the NBA, where a stunning announcement came on Thursday. Bucks assistant coach Terry Stotts informing the team of his desire to resign from his position. Head coach Adrian Griffin speaking on the matter after practice. It was Terry's decision, and I respected that. Uh, we did have a, a great conversation. Um, I can't disclose you know, what we, we spoke about out of respect for him, but again, we, we support him, and you know, we're still excited about the season. Uh, we got a great team and great staff, and life is good. The Bucks will be back in preseason action tonight. It will be their final preseason game of the season as they will play host to the Memphis Grizzlies. Chris Middleton is expected to suit up. It will be his debut of the season. That tip-off is set for 7 p.m. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 6. And coming up next, a rising Brewers star who's dealing with a health condition that you might not know about and how that relates to a big event coming up this weekend. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Six twenty on Wisconsin's morning news. Might have to dodge a few showers here on Saturday morning, Eric, for the big JDRF walk. That's okay. You're good. Us T one D Warriors will handle that. T one D Warriors, yes. And you're in very good company. I'm fascinated by yeah, this story. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So thanks, by the way, for those who have donated to uh, my uh, JDRF One Walk team. We're raising money for JDRF, which is for type 1 diabetes, uh, which I have and have lived with for 39 years now. Uh, and I've been trying to share some stories of others who have also dealt with and lived with and thrived living with T1D and how it pertains to JDRF. And one of them is a Brewers phenom, Garrett Mitchell, who I think once he's healthy... He's going to be a star on that team in the next several years. Garrett Mitchell has type 1 diabetes, and I got his story from his mother when I spoke with her. Here it is. Swing of the liner, back up the middle of base hit. Garrett Mitchell. You likely didn't even notice, but when Brewers outfielder Garrett Mitchell hit that walk-off, he was carrying something in his back pocket that no other baseball player would have had on the field that day. A wicked line drive by Garrett No, not batting gloves or seeds, but rather a small medical device used to keep him alive. A 24-hour insulin pump. You will notice it is in his back left pocket. It never leaves his body, truly, even when he's playing. Garrett Mitchell lives with type 1 diabetes. It's otherwise known as T1D. As a mom... You always love watching your child play sports, and in your mind, they're always the best, right? Shannon Van Dyke is Garrett's mother. She says Garrett was like a lot of other boys when he was younger, but he was really good at sports. I just loved watching him play, and he was good in my eyes. When Garrett was nine, he told his mother he wasn't feeling well. He was complaining of a a little bit of a stomach ache, and he had gone to the bathroom before he went to bed, Then he woke up at like 9, 10, 11, 12, kept going to the bathroom every hour. He was complaining of horrible stomach ache. And I said, okay, we're going to the emergency room. Something's wrong. A normal blood sugar level is 80. Garrett's came in at more than 600. I remember my heart dropping, being afraid, not knowing exactly what to do and what does our future look like. But I also knew that I needed to be strong and for him. And we were going to face this head-on as a family. Garrett would learn to live with type 1 diabetes. It means constant attention, constant vigilance of everything you eat in order to maintain a healthy blood sugar. Literally had a bag with him everywhere he went. 
and always had snacks, insulin, and sugars. It's so important that he was correcting for the amount of carbs he was eating. A blood sugar that goes too high can leave long-term damage to your organs. If it goes too low, that can mean going into a coma or even worse. The lows are scary. I would say I would liken it to having a newborn child, and I set my alarm every night, probably between 2 and 3 a.m., to get up and test his blood sugars every night. There was a high, you could correct, but if there was lows, those were harder because he's sound asleep and you're trying to get him to have some juice or have some, you know, something sugar to get those numbers back up. Shannon gives a lot of credit to JDRF, which raises funds for research, prevention, maybe even a cure someday as well as giving assistance to families learning how to live a new life. You don't feel alone. I think that's one of the things that we've learned is there's so many families out there that are going through the same thing that we are. And JDRF is making so many advances in their research and even have developed testing as a precursor to try to prevent you know, the onset of diabetes. As for Garrett. Hit in the air to run in deep. Get him! He seems to be doing okay. I wasn't going to let it stop me. I feel like some people use it as a crutch sometimes or, you know, like, I can't do this because of this. And it's, that was never my mindset. It was always continue to push forward and continue just to prove people wrong and show that it doesn't matter whether or not you have diabetes or really anything. Um, just continue to trust and believe in yourself. That would be my words of advice to families that are feeling either down or sad or I can't do it or count it out that don't be because Garrett has been as well. Translation, keep swinging for the fences, just like Garrett. For Garrett Mitchell! He just hit a walk-off out of here! Oh my, oh my, how do you top this one? And I gotta say, you can, uh, you can tell when you hear him speak, or when you talk to his mother, I mean... It, Pretty phenomenal. I think uh, Garrett's a great resource, a great ambassador for JDRF. Just a, a just a, a great uh, person to follow and believe in yourself, knowing that he's been able to fight through it, and now he's playing in the major leagues as a, a T1D warrior. You used the word thrive earlier, so yeah. it's one thing to say, "All right, we're going to deal with this as a family, and we're, we're going to make it." It's another thing to say, "No, my kid can be great, great as anybody yep. else." Yep. By the way, uh, Garrett, he does have a uh, walk team as well. He's not going to be there in Greenfield, but he does have a team if you'd like to donate. I do have a link to my site. Just text the word WALK to the Old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. We'll send you the link, and you can even see some of the pictures. You can see what's in his back pocket since he's uh, been a kid. He's had that in his back pocket playing baseball, his insulin pump. Siding Unlimited, WTMJ News Time, 637. Bucks assistant coach out. The head coach talks about it. Brandon Snyde has sports at 645. News Radio, 620, WTMJ. Evil can only win when good people yes. fail to act. Yeah, that's Whether right. we bring our enemies to justice or bring justice to our enemies, justice will be done. For those of you who refuse to stand idle, <laughs> Jeff awesome. Wagner's Department of Justice is open. Jeff Wagner. <laughs> there you go. Sing it. <laughs> the Department of Justice is open. Good afternoon. Fine. I'm trying to do Wagner. I can't do Wagner. Jeff Wagner announcing yesterday that he's going to hang up the cleats. 
25 years on WTMJ. It has been a wonderful run, but no show lasts forever. And we're announcing today that I'm going to be retiring from WTMJ at the end of this year. How about that news yesterday? It's about the right amount of time, too. Let's Jeff let people know this is coming. Gives him a little bit more time with the folks who love his show to have those exchanges in the coming days. But it's not the year-long goodbye, right? Right, right. anything like that, you know. Where he's touring all these other radio stations and they're giving him things and he takes a picture. (laughs) Right, every every away game he gets a gift. Right, so Jeff is his last show will be December fifteenth. And then there'll be some best of. We're going to look back and play some best of Wagner's through the end of the year, and then starting next year, new programming. So that part has yet to be announced. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, the next couple of weeks and months, Jeff Wagner looking back, be nostalgic. I, he's been here ever since I can remember. So it's been a long run for Wags. And we're going to talk live with WTMJ's Jeff Wagner at eight forty this morning. Right now, six thirty-eight on Wisconsin's morning news. The Department of Justice is open. Jeff Wagner on News Radio 620 WTMJ. You know, last week we were talking about the eclipse that we did not get to see. <laughs> Thanks to Mother Nature. Uh, this week there is another event that does not rely on the weather. WTMJ's Debbie Lazica tells us that's by design. Did you know there's an official designation for areas without light pollution? It's called dark skies, and the closest official dark sky site is at the Agawa Bay Scenic Lookout. I know, I didn't know either. It's in Ontario, Canada, though. Otherwise, you'll need to go out to the middle of northern Lake Michigan to be able to see anything. But wait a minute, there is a way to get a good look at the night sky. All warm, sitting comfy in a chair, no mosquitoes, with some education to go with it. How about a planetarium? And now I'm going to dim the lights and let the stars come out. We are celebrating the 100th anniversary of the very first planetarium projector ever built in the world. That was in 1923 in October 21st in Germany. UWM's Manfred Olsen Planetarium Director, Dr. Gene Creighton, says it's not just here in Milwaukee that we're celebrating. This is a worldwide celebration. There are about 4,000 planetariums around the world and about 200 in the Great Lakes region. Not much has changed since the first one? In principle, the machine is the same. We build machines like this still, right? They're more sophisticated. But the idea is that you take a round ball, we call that the star ball, you put a really bright lamp in the middle, and you put itty bitty little holes so that light can escape through the hole and project on the dome. And you could add lenses and films to those itty bitty little holes to change the intensity and colors. These machines can make 3,000 stars and reproduce a beautiful country sky. Again, with no worry about rain, mosquitoes, cold, or even that nasty light pollution I was talking about earlier. Really, when was the last time you went to a planetarium program? When do you have chance to say, okay, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy a beautiful night sky? So these give us an opportunity not only to enjoy a beautiful night sky without mosquitoes, but also to get a guided tour, right? I think it's a much richer experience if somehow this is curated for you. 
We welcome everyone. You don't have to be a UWM student. We would like our whole community to celebrate the ability that we now have to enjoy the night sky, even if we live in cities with light pollution. This special celebration is happening right downtown at UWM this Saturday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. The event is going to, of course, have some cake. A hundred, you don't turn every day, right? We'll also have planetarium programs where we're going to talk a little bit about the legacy if you will, the history of planetariums and also what we imagine planetariums role to be for the next hundred years. As technology evolves, imagine what they'll be like way in the future. I think that planetariums will continue to play a role for the next hundred years. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Bucks will wrap up their preseason tonight as the Memphis Grizzlies come to town. The Bucks' big three all expected to play. That tip-off is set for 7 p.m. Coverage will begin right here on WTMJ starting at 6. The Michigan football program is now under a second NCAA investigation, this time for allegedly violating rules related to to sign stealing. And lastly, week seven of the NFL season kicked off on Thursday night with the Jacksonville Jaguars winning their fourth straight game as they went on to defeat the New Orleans Saints by a final score of 31 to 24. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. After making a splash this offseason, the good vibes in Milwaukee have seemed to fade away. Well, at least on social media. Maybe not in the Bucks' locker room, that is. On Thursday, in a surprise news alert, Bucks' top assistant and offensive guru Terry Stotts decided to resign from his position with the organization. To no one's surprise, Bucks fans on social media took this news, well, let's just say a little rough. He was a former player. Player, a former coach prior to this in Milwaukee and a guy who was ultra familiar with newly acquired star Damian Lillard. And I get the outrage to a certain extent. It wasn't the greatest of news, especially a week out from the season, but it's news that will not ultimately affect this Bucks team in their quest for title number three. The Bucks have arguably the NBA's best player, a point guard who was selected as one of the NBA's top 75 players of all time and an all-star in cash money as their third option. In the big picture, losing stats should not dictate the outcome of this season, if reports are correct, and there was a philosophical difference amongst those coaches. In this case, it's better to eliminate any potential drama now than have it linger and build during the season. This team was built to win and built strong enough that you or I should be able to coach them to 50 wins and an eventual deep playoff run. The biggest if of them all, really, is that what we expect out of first-year head coach Adrian Griffin, with all due respect, not Terry Stotts. This Bucks team ends up short of their goal. It won't be because they failed to keep Terry Stotts on staff in October. It'll be because they collectively failed each other. In the words of a former championship winning player in this state, R-E-L-A-X. Relax, Bucks fans. It's going to be all right. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. on this Friday morning. Our teammate from ESPN Milwaukee, Gabe Neitzel, in the house this morning. I got one for you. Oh, boy. (laughs) Can't wait to hear this. (laughs) Okay. So you know how every police department puts together what they call the blotter, right? This Mm -hmm. is just a series of the calls that they get, and that's public information. You can request this in any community that you live, or sometimes they'll publish it somewhere in your local community paper or on the community website or whatnot. So 
This one where I live in the village of Greendale stood out to me. <laughs> the grin on your face. So this he hasn't is even gotten to it. Village of Greendale, local police. Yeah, we had a drunk driving call here. We had a this here. We stopped this guy for that. Okay, and here's this entry. Caller reported their neighbor stuck in a tree. Subject assisted and advised to contact tree trimming services. Where do you want to start? Wait, wait, that's it. That's it. Wait, so as far as we know, this this guy is still stuck in a tree? No, no, subject assisted. Okay. Subject was assisted. Yeah. And then advised to call tree trimming services. What, the, yeah. <laughs> okay. Where do you want to How, start? Okay. I think we start at the beginning. Okay, call, is, caller reported their neighbor's stuck in a tree. Well, I mean, again, you're just being a good neighbor, so I've got a question about the neighbor. Okay. How as an adult are you getting stuck in a tree? <laughs> yes. Like, didn't you learn as a kid, like, when you climb up a tree, you climb down the same way you went up? And I understand now that you're an adult, you know, maybe it's, a, you know, the, the knees are a little more creaky than they are when you're a, you know, seven-year-old kid, kid climbing up the tree. But what are you doing climbing up the tree? Perhaps a ladder fell? Would that have... Mm-hmm. Possible. Now the, the but, neighbor. But then that's it. But that's an easy fix. <laughs> yeah, oh, here's this ladder on the ground. <laughs> don't, have to call Let, the <laughs> I don't, don't have to call for any assistance. I'm also curious as to how did neighbor know that dude was stuck. Oh, he's clearly just yelling. I <laughs> got. I hope wow. so. Yeah. Fred! 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 Please tell me you're home. Or he's a little annoyed with the neighbors. That old hoot stuck in his tree again. I'm done with this. I'm calling the cop. I'm not dealing with this again. (laughs) He's up there again. Nope, this is not my problem. I've helped him down four other times before. (laughs) Right. I'm not getting the ladder out. So now you're Greendale PD. You roll up. Guy's stuck in the tree. So I guess they helped him out. Ah, See, how did they help, though? So did they get a ladder or was the fire department brought in? Did they have the bucket up there? But I didn't see the fire blotter. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Greendale Fire put well, out. I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I, I just, <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll say all the preface stuff of obviously respect police officers. They have a very serious job. How do you keep a straight face? Like, you have oh, serious, they know. They know. You have serious yes. things that you have to deal with instead of dude stuck in trees. No, they need this game. They need this. <laughs> they need the comic relief yes, to absolutely. kind of bring some gotta of the levity down. Yeah, you got to bring some of the levity down from yeah. the actual serious things they have to deal with. I also like the last line, advise to contact tree trimming services. In other words, sir, we don't want to have to come back and do this again, so why don't you call somebody? To come trim your tree. So yeah, so this guy is just climbing up there trimming his own tree. Yes. What? <laughs> so, I have this vision of him like in one hand he's got like a handsaw just like up there. Yeah, but and I then mean he's climbing up the other. Holding on to a branch with one arm. <laughs> well again, you get so far up there, you're not quite sure where it, where yeah. it's gonna go. Chewie's told the story on our show of when he decided to cut down a tree uh, by his garage and he's still like it it's it as he it, like he's done it before and knows what you have to do in order, but it kind of spun on him the wrong oh, way, yeah. and it became within inches of hitting his garage. And <laughs> I'm not sure if Mark Tremoro would still be standing here had his wife come home oh. with a tree in their garage. Right. Hey, took care of the tree. So. <laughs> now we need a new garage, Maybe, though. Yeah. Good news is I took care of the tree like you wanted. I think the moral of the story is trust the professionals. <laughs> they have training. You do not. 6.57 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Teddy Nichols.